Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Val, your boy K, K- Dog from the Side Room Podcast. Oh my God, we're talking about soft. We're talking about soft. That's your boy Enzo Amore <laughs> with his theme song starting up this podcast today. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah, that's, that's an applause for us. I like an applause. Oh uh, yeah, another one. Hey, there you go, encore, <laughs> encore. You know what? And uh, speaking about encores, I want to give this uh, pay per view we kind of reviewing today, which was WWE No Mercy and Encore. I kind of like this today. What about you? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought for, I haven't watched pay per views for wrestling in a while, and I gotta say, man. <laughs> It was, it was, it was definitely. We're going on the, we're going on the tidbit with all the little sound effects, but it was definitely on point. Was I think it was like WrestleMania caliber. Yeah, I liked it to start it off for me was I liked the pacing. Yeah, the pacing, the whole show. The pacing, the booking, the booking was immaculate. It was, it was. Ten times better than stuff that I've seen in a, in a while. Everything was paced properly. Uh, the, there wasn't enough lows, but let's just get down to it, man. Let's start the the booking. Let's start oh, the first okay. very the first match. The very first match was actually The Miz taking on Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental title. How'd you feel about this match, man? I mean, I wasn't very, I wasn't interested in the match, to tell you the truth. I, I've seen Miz, and Miz does his thing, and and it, it's it's good to see him do all the different like moves and and i love his his ring presence but i wasn't into it coming in Mm -hmm. but what a match oh yeah definitely i'm looking at jason jordan jason jordan is a prospect in my opinion i don't like the angle he's in with kurt angle hence the angle angle no pun intended no full pun intended it does look like him (sighs) I can't do it. It looks like it, 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 
He looks like he took a spit and he was right there. Like. But without, you know, even though that Jason Jordan doesn't have a personality right about now, his wrestling makes up for it. And it's so crisp. It reminds me of Taz, honestly. Those suplexes, yes. man. Yes. Uh, very crisp. And uh, kind of ended off with a bunch of high spots going on from Jason Jordan, suplexing Miz and Miz Taraj. Ultimately, numbers prevailed and Miz won the match. Do you think that was the correct booking on that time? Yeah, I, I think starting off with that, because like I said, I wasn't interested into it. But it was kind of like the lesser of all the matches that we saw. Mm. Um, it didn't have any lows like like some of the matches that we saw, but it definitely gave us the feeling like, okay, you're starting off something good. Yeah, it was a fun match. It was you a know, fun and, match. And then the way that he won, he usually wins that way anyway. Yeah, cheaters always cheaters win. Cheaters always win. But it was, you know, it was the only match where someone got involved. That promo sucked afterwards, yeah. though. His little, I'm a good guy. And I don't want to rematch. <laughs> like, I can't do that, man. Yeah. Have a little spunk in there. Have a little bit of, you know, he's, feistiness. He's green. Yeah, his he's color green. was green today. His color was green. He's green. Yeah. I mean, what can you say for a person that's just coming on, on board to a, a flagship um, organization? Yeah, so. see, uh, being a singles competitor is kind of tough these days. Yeah. Um, second match you want to go on was a match that you had a lot of criticism for. And I did too, but... I enjoyed it for what it was, for the simple fact that I've seen it so many times, but it was a Finn Balor taking on Bray Wyatt. How did you feel about this one? Because I know you had a lot of criticism over Finn Balor. First of all, he's a midget. <laughs> Nothing against small people, but when, you, when you're booking wrestlers and, and you have a problem with your intercontinental and all that stuff, and you, you want to have cruiserweight division, and you want to have... You want to try to have different divisions to, to separate the big boys from the small boys. And, and I know sometimes you could put somebody there that could actually cross over, but he's not that crossover person. Neville is bigger than him, and, you know, Neville is not in that position. And you put someone that he has, he has a lot of charisma, you know what I'm saying? He has a backing, he has a following. But I just feel like the match, all right, I'll, I'll just stop rambling. The match was good, right? It was a good match. They had a little chemistry, um, you know, Barry was just like throwing him around and, and they got to a point where it was like, wow, this is, this is, a, this is an actual good match, especially coming from a, a, a great match before that. And yeah, I just, I just feel like when are they going to push Barry to the next? No, I understand what you're saying right there completely. I mean, um, I disagree on certain things. I mean, I like Finn Balor. I think his size is a little detrimental, but the same token... I think for what he's put into, he gets over with a lot of fans. He has two different characters, which plays better for him with the demon character and his regular character, which is fun. The only thing I agree with you on this is that I think Bray should have won this match. I think that he's been losing um, this year. Even though he won, he won the title this year, he's still been losing constantly. It almost and feels like he, he, um, he, he sold a teacher's um, chalkboard or, or, or like <laughs> he did something stupid, like slept with the boss's wife. So they're Close just, enough. They're like, <laughs> so they're like pretty much punishing him for, for being in, for something that he did. And yeah, definitely. And I, I feel that he looked strong throughout the whole match. But yeah. the same token, though, I think Finn could have took a loss tonight. But Bray needed the win more. And the fact that he loses this match, you really don't need to see the rivalry go on anymore. In fact, there's not enough people on the Raw roster for Bray to even go against right now. He's lost to um, Jericho, right? Oh, well, he went from... Uh, he, he he had a title on Mania, and he lost it to Orton. Yeah. Then he had a rivalry with Orton this whole entire time. Which was terrible. It was terrible. It was a horrible fucking rivalry. Then he went straight into... 
He went straight into Balor. He went with Ambrose for like a day or two, yeah, but that, then it that, went from Ambrose. Uh, sorry, uh, Balor. Since then, yeah, it didn't work with Ambrose because again, the size difference. Like, it's not just the size difference. He is a caliber that is higher. Even if you like the other guys he's fighting against, he has that effect that the Undertaker has. He has a mystery to when he comes in with his intro. Yeah, you need somebody to, to counteract that. Yes. You need your 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 cane. You need your stone cold. You need your rock. And 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 people might say, okay, well, Vin Balor could have you know did the 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 demon thing, but he did it already. He, he did already, and I still don't think it's 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 up to that level. That, that you have, and, and I could be wrong, but I just don't see the need to just have this man losing if he's not a credible threat. Yeah, and that's his problem, right? He's not a credible threat. Exactly, he loses to everyone. You know, he has mass appeal with the fans, but he's not a credible threat. And Undertaker was a credible threat. Oh, definitely, definitely. Which is, which is the only reason why we compare him to Undertaker because they have similarities. So, um, if we want to go down the line after that one, we're going into the women's title match, which I found. Great and oh, yeah. blue beyond expectations. I I would say that match was the best written match out of everyone. Um, I give it. There was a lot of matches that that had a nine. I'll probably give that one a nine point one, <laughs> just because great ending, uh, great chemistry, camera work was great because they had to make it work whenever they did. The girls had to like you know kind of. Team up mm-hmm. to, to what's what's that? Chick- oh, yeah, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. She is the most green out of all the competitors yeah. there, and they booked her fantastic. Straight yeah. up monster. Yeah. Everything she did in the ring mattered. There was no wasted motion for yes. her. And for every, any for anybody. Any everybody had their role in that yeah. match, and yeah. it just sunk so well. Yeah. Everything. I mean, Bailey was well, great. Well orchestrated. Everyone. Oh, yes. A lot of times, even I mean, the guys. We said they had great matches, but they would miss. A certain motion, yeah. or the, the, they would, you know, they would fall flat in certain things. But they overall had a great match. The women, the women were crisp. The women with the five way, they they had no issues with that. They and, were just everybody was on point that night. And we saw it coming in. We knew that Alexa Bliss was going to win. By the way, it was Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Emma, and Nia Jax. We already knew that um, since um, Alexa Bliss was number one, the shortest person in the ring, plus the champion coming in, most likely only made sense. For the sh- person who had the lowest expectation to win this match, one, it makes sense for that character to kind of get over on everybody. So, but I'm still waiting for the Nia Jax push. Yeah, you know what? I think she's uh, she's growing into a better champion. I, her and Braun Strowman started their little run together as being monsters, and mm. you see them ascending now. Yeah, she she's just she should stop wearing the sausage outfit. <laughs> yes, the sausage. She looks like she's gonna fight in there. It's yeah, gonna blow up. The sausage outfit is ridiculous. Like <laughs> you're just stuffing like meat sauce. <laughs> It steals all the flavor in. Steals all the flavor. Like, as much as you could stuff and push into that little tight-ass leather, whatever, swimsuit model thing that she's wearing. I guess, man. That looks like when she takes it off, it's like, bleh. Yeah, it's like when, yeah, it's like one of those movies when someone just, like, you know, they unzip and it's just like... She's a pretty chick, too, but, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. I think she just needs a better... The outfit needs to change. Yeah, like... Like, there's no reason if you're that voluptuous and you have all this... You just show it, right? Yeah. Like, show what, it. what's the problem? Like, she, her, her family, you know, pretty much had... Man... You know how good outfits when they were bigger people? People like Vader had yes. a good about outfit. If you gave her something like a Vader outfit, that'd be awesome. Something with, that's not too tight, but, you know, it just accentuates who she is. So, yeah. you know, just WWE, listen to us. We know you're listening, so listen to us. Yeah, please, please do. That was, <laughs> you know, definitely, I looked at her and I was like, man, like, what, what is going on? Like, why is, why is she wearing stuff that makes her look like 
She's compartmentalized, like yeah. like. Good match, though. Good yeah, match. good match. So we're going on from that one. And so far, good pay-per-view. At all these matches we're watching so far, everything is pretty fun to watch. The yeah. next one was a tag team match, though, which was The Bar with Sheamus and Cesaro taking on, on Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. How did you feel about this one? Because I know, once again, one of those people, you don't like Dean Ambrose whatsoever, but Seth Rollins was there and Sheamus and Cesaro, Cesaro was there. So how did you feel? Good balance. Yeah, definitely. Good big guys, guys, small guys. Big guys, small guys. I mean, overall, like we said, good booking, good good writing, good script. I love Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins, to me right now, is, is like, he has his he has his mojo. He has everything working for him. He's very athletic. I, I think he he's a little too... He uses athleticism a little too much, which is why he got injured in the first place. Exactly, and I'm and I'm more like scared for him to to to, to be that in that prediction again. But apart from that, man, I think it was a great match. They had I'm, a lot of counters in there. I want to pose this question to you, not to get off topic, but to kind of bring it back to Finn Balor. Finn Balor is maybe maybe a size smaller than Seth Rollins. So what do you kind of give the pass for Seth Rollins against Finn Balor so far? Because they do kind of the same move set and work the same rate. So what do you see the biggest differences? <sighs> Posture. Posture? Okay. Yeah, because you think about it, right? Mike Tyson was a very small person. Okay. But when you saw him in the ring, you felt like he was the biggest guy in the ring. Okay. He His presence, the way he stood. Got you. Okay, so he presents himself. He presents himself. Bigger than what he is. Same thing with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins doesn't flex. Okay. But he stands with authority. Yeah, you're when, right. When he moves, every move counts. Right? There's a lot of people that you would see them fight and assume they're moving around, they're running around. You're like, you can never see how big or small they are because they're always moving. They're always in motion. And that's how I see Vin. Like, he's always moving. He's always in motion. Seth is not like that. Like, even when you see him move, you're like, oh, damn, I didn't know he could move that fast. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I think he doesn't waste a lot of energy. When he does, you know, when he moves, then he wastes too much. But I think that's a difference between the way they present themselves. Because you saw when he was talking stuff to Triple H. Yeah. Triple H is a big dude. Yeah. But he stood toe to toe Triple H. Right. Because he, you know, he would put... He, he presents would, himself he bigger. He presents himself he bigger and he would be at an angle. Right. He doesn't stand up just straight to you. Right. So he's like slanted. Right. So when you look at him, it's not shoulder to shoulder. That's true. So you get a good view of, of, of how he's going to attack you. And then uh, a person that, uh, you make a good point right there because a person who reminds me of that in that way was Macho Man Randy Savage. He wasn't the biggest guy in the world. If anything, he was like 5'9", almost. Chris Benoit. Exactly. Very Chris, controversial, but yeah. I, love, I love Chris Benoit. I Chris don't like Brown. his actions that he did. But Chris Benoit is one of my favorite wrestlers. And those are wrestlers, him and Macho Man. You know, Macho Man used to tippy-toe when he got into the ring with his cape on. Yep. And he would present himself, himself bigger than what he really is. Yep. To make that stature of himself the, the more grand, more gravitas yep. than what, he, what people look at. Even Roddy Roddy Piper did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. So uh, well, I can see that. We, we're talking about Russ Dizzle. If you look at all the, the wrestlers back in the days, uh, even to Ric Flair, most of these wrestlers... They weren't big guys. Yeah, they just presented themselves as bigger, with larger than life. Yes, yes. And, and, I got and, you. And I, and I think that's a lot. A lot of these wrestlers have grown up in an era where it's all about flash and, and flair and, 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 you know, bring something to the table where what you see is what you get. Yeah. But they don't try to work. Yeah. 
You know, they don't work the the whole ring. You know, they just come out and it's like, yeah, this is what you got. Like, no, definitely. Um, I will say that the match was a fun match. It was hard hitting. We won't go in that much into it. I, we do know that Cesaro suffered a giant injury with his losing his two front teeth on that Dude, pole. We can't leave without talking about that. I mean, my man, like, <laughs> we all know that we want to think this is real half the time, but it is a fake sport. Yeah. Dude could have protected himself way better than what he did. Yeah. He was in full control of that situation. You know. Use your hands. My hands are going first. You know, I know you want to make it believable, but bro, you don't risk it. Your, your, your money makers. <laughs> I think I think everything about it was just he he was trying. He's one of those wrestlers that he gets into it, right? It's, yeah. It's a dance for him, and he yeah. he goes full force, and most of the wrestlers don't. And I think he was he, in the heat of the moment. He just he got overexcited and. I think so. It was a tough match. It was a fun match. A lot near falls. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. It, it made it more interesting because as soon as he, he heard himself, he was so pissed at the fact that he did. <laughs> so he went back and smashed Yes, yes, yes. We saw a lot of pissed off moments with Cesaro. But yeah. it, you know, kudos for him for finishing the match. Like oh, yeah. I, I, I would have been done. I would have been crying all over the place. This is, no, no, goodbye. <laughs> and me now. <laughs> Let's get this over with. And the most blood I've seen in wrestling in a while. Yeah, this is a good pay-per-view yeah, so yeah. far. So I, was, I was definitely shocked. If, you, if you're if you're a you know, squimish when you watch and stuff like that, you might not want to yeah, watch that Yeah, he gave you a full face of that um, look yeah. right there. It was like, ooh, do we have like a ooh? Uh, we have we have like <laughs> if you didn't know what that was we're gonna try it again when you're watching it he just hits himself loses the tooth and you're just like <laughs> Alright, that, that, that was it for this one. <laughs> well, uh, the winners were uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I'm going to pose this to you real quick. So, I know we have this little Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose tag team nonsense happening right now. I kind of see this as they're trying to make uh, Dean Ambrose switch up and be a bad guy towards Seth Rollins, since that's how Seth turned in the first place, was yeah. turning on Dean. Would you be more interested in Dean as a character if he was a heel, rather than this like crackheadish face character? He's a crackhead. <laughs> well, but I, 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 I definitely agree. I think as a character, he would he would have been better. I think heel is is where he needs to be. Yeah, um, more dastardly. They tried, and you see, they tried. They tried. The, they tried the other stuff. I mean, like coming like a psycho ward. Yeah, uh, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. I mean, it, <sighs> he has fans, but it's getting stale now. It's getting real stale. When it gets stale, you got to either throw it out. And it's not his fault. It's. He doesn't get booked in the matches that that would work. Yes. By by essence, if you look at his older career, CCW and stuff like that, he's a hardcore wrestler. Yeah. He's like a Cactus Jack, Terry Funk exactly. kind that, of person. They don't have that anymore. You're not going to get that whatsoever. That's done. That was the reason why when we went to WrestleMania, we saw him and take on Brock in that hardcore match. Yeah, that's done. Brock did shit yeah. because he wasn't going to do that. And that's why Dean got frustrated uh, because he wanted that match. I think a lot of wrestlers are scared to get hurt and scared to lose that money of, the, of being in every... You know, match and, and and making sure they're there in events to get their money. True. So they're not trying to put their body through that. True, true, true. true. Rightfully so, but um, dude, you came in the he came in the wrong era. Yeah, I think so as well too. Yeah, he came in the wrong era. If he came in in the, in the Hardy Boys and the back in the day era, attitude era, attitude era, he would have made a lot of money. So we're gonna go on to the next match. And the next match was something that was a little controversial because uh, we all had an expectation. I don't know what kind of expectation we had, but it was an expectation. It was John Cena taking on Roman Reigns. 
that, that exactly how I felt. I was like, eh. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Oh, <laughs> and tell, man. Yeah. What was the goal on this one? The goal of this one was to kind of get Roman. We'll start off with what the goal was, to get Roman over. Was did, it? Did, I, I think so. Did they succeed? I don't know. I would say, I would say more than they ever have. To get uh, him over or to make him look unbeatable? No. I think it was to get him over to a point where he's neutral. Oof. He's Because every match before this, he always comes in and he's unbeatable. He wins. And people are like, you didn't deserve it. You didn't give us a good enough showing. You didn't give us a good enough match. We don't think you're working enough to make it work. This match did not start off like that. No. This it was match, slow at first. This match was slow, but... Uh, credit to um, you know, credit to the to the writing. You know they worked the crowd. They did. They did work the crowd, right? So they worked the crowd. You have you know everyone kind of like oh, booing each other, booing each other. They didn't know the crowd didn't know who to choose. Even Cena even tried to work the crowd by leaving the ring. Like, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go right yeah, now. Yeah, like so they you know Cena played it perfectly because he he has the maturity of yes, knowing. Okay, let me see how I can make this work into my advantage. And he played it well. I think he did some you know some stuff on his own that kind of worked, like him leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was written in there. I think that was something that he just did. Um, definitely yeah, he called audible. Call a call an audible on that one, and and that worked for them. And and Cena kicked his ass, you know, for for a hot minute. For a hot minute, he did like five finishers on him, yeah. and Roman kicked out of all of them. I mean, yeah, I, but it started off. I mean, if you <laughs> give credit to the writing, right? So it started off of usually Roman is the one starting off, you know, losing, and then yeah. comes back and win. But started off with. You know, with with Cena, with Cena again, his know, ass beat, getting his ass beat. Like he for like I would put ten minutes into that match where Cena just looked like an old man, like he just couldn't handle. He did look like an old man with that ball spot, bro. Yeah, oh my god, man, you that ball spot, people. Put, put your hat back on, bro. But um, <laughs> then the match kicks off, right? So then the match gets into it, and they're going blow for blow, match for match. Um, you know, tables, chairs. I mean, not chairs, but tables yeah, you and get then, it. everything, All of that. everything, and then. The crowd, they got the crowd. They did. Right? They got the crowd to a point where the crowd was like, who do we cheer for or who do we boo most? I wouldn't say who do we cheer for. Who do we boo most? I think it's who do we boo most. I think it was who do we boo most. And that was enough for what the writer was trying to get out of that situation. Because you're not going to get them to cheer for Roman in just this one match. But you got them to not boo him for this one match, which was... Good enough for them. I yeah, think, most I think, of it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was good. I think it was good enough for them. And the respect in the end when they both, um, you know, kind of shook hands. I mean, it, that could have went off a little bit better, but it was good enough that they left um, Cena in the ring to kind of give his, you know, his kind of goodbye. I mean, in a yeah. way, we all know that he's gonna be filming that Bumblebee Transformers yeah. spinoff. But the same token. I had a couple of problems with the match. The biggest problem I had was the fact that um, Cena unleashed every finisher in his repertoire and Roman kicked out. I think that was a little unnecessary. Maybe one or two of them would have been fine just to, to kick out of. But, you know, you have a top rope freaking FU. You have a freaking uh, double FU. You had all these different spots happening where Roman was just kicking out of nowhere. And then you had one spear from Roman that lays him out. It wasn't even two of them. Maybe the second one was on the table, but yeah. But you remember, remember, he threw him through the table before that. Yeah, but it wasn't like a pin spot though. These all that Cena was doing were pin spots. They kicked out of. But 
remember, if you basically want what you're saying, if Roman is the unbeatable person, right? They always put him as an unbeatable person. Yeah. They needed to show that Cena did everything that he possibly can. True. To make it where he could have won. Because the crowd, the crowd was at that moment. Because remember, Cena got beat, right? So if you're looking at the story, and I'm just trying to right. uh, play devil's advocate, right? So Cena's getting his ass whooped. And then all of a sudden, you come into the, the end where Cena's now doing the Hogan. Right. He's, you know, he's shaking. He's, he's, he's doing his wins. And you feel like victory is assured. You're going to get your victory. Because Roman just put it to the table. Right. And now he comes and he gives him like five whatever. Right. You know, finishers. You're like, oh, it's over. It's a wrap. Cena's going to win this. And then, boom. Gut check. Did not happen. True. 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 I just... um as an old school wrestling fan, I always felt that you should protect the finishing move because that should always be your money that, maker. That, that's not, you know what, you're right. Some that's, cases. Some cases, some. A, as the, our main event. Some cases, but they don't do that anymore. Finishes, right. finishes now are. Are just like make you like pop spots. Pop spots. They yeah. Just make you they, pop. Like, oh, he kicked out of it. We, we, remem- we remember that. A stunner was a stunner. A stunner was a stunner. A leg drop was a leg drop. <laughs> it meant the match was over. Exactly. So that was that's that kind of irks yeah, me a little bit. Yeah, that's gone. But then again, that's I can't gone. really speak on that because you protected Roman's finish. One spear kind of knocked him out. Yeah. But then but again, he, he did the super punch. I didn't. That yeah. didn't take. You know, but it's true. You're right. The finishes are, are gone. Those, those things are a dime a dozen now. Yeah, and, and, definitely. And no one really respects finishes anymore. So, But Roman wins the match and then he leaves off. Um, Cena gives him the whole um, raises Roman's hand for acceptance. Like this is the passing of the torch, I guess. Yeah. Roman leaves and Cena stays in the ring for a little bit. Kind of give that feel that it's like almost like a retirement. Like this is his last match. Kind of like that. <laughs> like I said, give me a give me a coin. Yeah, that was just like money in the bank. <laughs> give me a life up, <laughs> one life. But I don't know. I, I don't think that's this is Cena's last match. I think his last match for a while. Yeah, for a while. Probably, We're not gonna see him for a minute. Probably close, Rumble. Close, probably Rumble or close to Mania. Yeah, that's really about it. Which is fine because he stays in his lane right about now. Yeah. There's nothing he's gonna do right now that can really bear interest into the any picture right now. Title picture. Or raw picture right about now. So if he's leaving for a few, that's okay. It gives Roman the rub a little bit. Yep. Or the smack a little bit. <laughs> so um, we go into a match that I thought was going to be a piss break. But you know what? It surprised me too. It was a Cruiserweight Championship match. Oh, before we even get to that. Go for it. The best part about Roman's match was the way it was booked, right? Because it wasn't the last match. Okay. I think if it was the last match, we would have hated it. I think it being... Three quarters into um, into the pay-per-view, right. I think it kind of gave us, oh, all right, this is all right. Because like, everything led up to it was great. Yeah. Then you got there, then you went down to maybe, everything was like a, close to a nine. Then you got here and you're like, oh, 8.5. And then you're like, usually with WWE, that's it. Good night. See you later. But I pose this question to you then. So what do you think was a better selling point if you saw on this show the first time ever Roman Reigns and John Cena or the, a title match between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar I'm not selling both of those as a main event well you're putting them on one no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying if, if I'm selling the, 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 like the as a last match to go the on. review or, or just in general if you if we have never seen this and you were putting this together by yourself would you have made the title go last or John Cena and Roman go last as a selling point 
I, I think it worked the way it did. I think uh, Roman should have been where he was. Okay, good. I, think John, I agree. I think definitely, you know, Brock and... and um, Strowman. Strowman. I think the title always should go last anyway because at least it gives you respect to that. That's yeah, the pinnacle when, you're working for. Once you take that out, I think you you, you kind of devalue the, the... That's what the kind of killed me for Mania. Yeah. Because kind of, it was a whack match with, with Taker and Roman. It's just like boxing, match. right? You watch all of the little bullshit fights. Some of them are usually better than exactly. the actual title match. Yeah. But you know you're there for the title match. Exactly. That's the pinnacle. If you're a wrestling fan, that's what you're working for is to be the champion. So. Yeah. Good, good booking on that part. But yeah, I agree with you. I think this was a perfect placement. The, this, this whole thing was paced properly to get to this moment in time. It's a good thing that they had a, a little match like Enzo's yeah. to keep the crowd at bay. Oh, Enzo, man. I got to give you. That's gotta, what, you know what? We're giving Enzo the, uh, like, the star award. Give me a tone for Enzo right about now. Do we have oh, a cheer or something right oh about now? For Enzo, what do we do for you, man? <laughs> something. We got to give him something. I, I, I don't right know. I'm now. thinking. I'm thinking. It's, it's so. <laughs> we'll give him that right there. We'll give him the OMG award. And, and then we can, and, and just for your intro and and having him do his um his whole talking bro, point his and entrance, his entrance was well the the fact that he says it was a party, just party, party already. He was like, <laughs> yes, he was running lightning on that motherfucker right. What about did he that. call him? He said he was like a a, a, he a, a crossbreed between Frodo um, and then Go- Gollum and Schmeagle. Yeah, <laughs> he said that he was he needs some dough to go be a keeper elf because what was he, he was like a, a keeper elf schmuck or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he was saying wild things. Yeah, he had a lot of he had a lot of <laughs> yo, he had a lot of WTF man. He was talking so much trash. He was like, man, your parents must have really not <laughs> care about you to make you. <laughs> and this is like all good heel work. You would yeah. think like this is the bad guy in the match, but no, Neville's the and, heel. Of this and match. that match, that match sucked right in the beginning. Yeah, it, it literally sucked. It was Enzo getting his ass. It kicked. was Enzo just, and you're just like, what the hell? But, but the writer took something that was that was there, and the match almost was on par. Or even better than Roman's match because of the way he won. <laughs> I think it all changed when Enzo did that, like that jump rope top rope DDT. He did and we a- all thought he was gonna win. We're like, oh! And then it just like kind of took off from there. Yeah, he did a lot of he did a lot of spots. One of them didn't was like, what the hell would you? He did like a spinner Rooney on the <laughs> on the ropes, and you're like, what was that for? But I whole I think the whole trying to do me like Eddie Guerrero's lie, cheat, and steal persona to get the titles works for him. It works for him. He's a limited wrestler. It works for him. He's a great talker, but he can't do that much in the ring. And it works for what he can do to obtain his goal, which is win. Yep. And he's the new cruiserweight champion. Yep. Do I feel it's it's a step forward for the cruiserweight division? I don't know. Do I think he'll have more eyes because he's champion for that show? Yes. I think he brings something different to the cruiserweight that the cruiserweights haven't had. Right. Promos. So, so promos. Um, someone that that people will hate. Yes. But someone that people will like because he's funny. Yes. And he will. And he doesn't have a lot of moves, but he'll win by cheating and. If you look at the greatest cruiserweight, I still think Eddie Guerrero, you know, basically... Yeah, when Eddie Guerrero was in WCW, he was a great cruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, Travel Guerrero as well, too, cheating to win as well, too. And look at uh, Enzo right about now. He can actually use this whole cheating business to actually get his wrestling skills up, a clown. Up, up to par. Hey, you know? yeah, he is a clown. He's a big-ass clown. Yeah. But you know what? He's our clown. We, we celebrate him because he made us laugh the hardest, and he made us... Uh, popped the most out of the whole entire night. So I give big yeah. kudos oh, to he Enzo. Has, he, if anyone had a big pop, it was him. 
tonight. I think. And you know what? I give him this. People were looking at his thing as a demotion when he got split with Big Cass. They thought he was going to be cast to the side. Then they're going to throw him to the cruiserweight division. Big credit to WWE for rewriting his, yeah. his, his, uh, his uh, persona. Definitely. And you know what? With his pro- promos that he's doing right now, if he has a crowd enough, he gets to do a promo on Raw and his show as well, too, on 205 Live. So essentially, dude's getting paid twice. And promoting that show two times in a row. So, big money on you, Barton. He just, he just did the Goku move. Yep. He just threw a spirit bomb on everybody's face yeah, right about yeah, now. Yeah, he, he definitely... And sorry for all the special effects people, but... Nah, we're having fun right we're now. We're having now. fun right now, so... We're going to the main event, and it was um, it was a pretty fun main event. And it, it, it flat, but it was Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't incite you that much? It was fun for what it was at first. Alright, so usually Roman has the worst um, matches in pay-per-views because he usually just goes and you're like, okay. okay. It, it is what it is. Right, right. Um, this match started off like that where you're like, okay, the, 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 the billing was two powerhouses. Yeah. One has just emerged as a greater powerhouse than the other person. Yep, and, it, and Strowman is just abusing Bro. Yeah, it was great. Power great. slams, choke slams. <laughs> Smacking it up like that. Give me another one. Give me another one. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and to see to see Brock just getting like manhandled. Yes, it was fun. It was good to see that. I wish we had like a Joey Styles. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I swear. But that's good enough. I, one more time. <laughs> I, I swear we were good to see Paul Heyman just say. You're fired. <laughs> Yes, you know what? I think we were both hoping that we were gonna see a, a Heyman turn and then go with Strowman because it would have made sense. Oh my god! Even the promo into this, they're like, we haven't seen anybody like this since Brock Lesnar when I managed him. I'm like, uh. The promo made you think that's that's where they were going, yeah, right? Yeah, and it so, looks like it. So you're like, oh man, this is just gonna be great. But then nothing goes on. So, but anyway, back to the match. Um, yeah, they had a, they had a, a good. You know, switch a good turnaround, tipping point mm-hmm. is when he put the uh, what, what was that the Kamara the Kamara on 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 Braun Strowman, and yeah. you're like, whoa, Brock has a move. He actually because that was until that point he only did like one power bomb on him. Or yeah, it was a German that was a German suplex, German suplex, and that was it. So when he did when he did the Kamara on him, we were like, oh man, he got him. He's gonna tap out. And you're like, oh man, this is good because it was a turning point, it was a tipping point. Right. But from there. It was a tipping point to the bad match, man. Yeah, it was just like a couple of hits, and then Brock it was over. Hit the F five, and that was about it. Yeah, but then like, again, it protects Brock's finish because he doesn't kick out of it. Brock is the only person that has a finishing move. Brock that is, is pro- the money maker, though. It, it, it is protected. Brock does bring people to seats, even though um, people call him a part timer or okay. the fact that he doesn't um, wrestle as much as he should. You know what? Yeah. Fuck those people, because you know what? From what I'm seeing this year, Brock Lesnar has worked more than he has in the last five years this year. He's been about at least four to five pay-per-views already. He's wrestled his ass off on these pay-per-views, not some squash matches. Um, they've been pretty good matches. And you know what? Yep. He's been selling. He sold the Goldbergs last year's Survivor Series. Yep. And now he's, he's, he's getting what he deserves right about now. Good matches, but he's making that title, that new title, that Universal Championship, credible for yep. his defenses. So the next person that beats him, a.k.a. Roman Reigns, <laughs> is going to be a big deal when that happens. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was the right move. I wouldn't 
say that that was the right finish because we were both like, oh, wow, what happened yeah. there? But um, how did you feel about the finish? Was it, eh? You suck, you <laughs> jackass. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I felt about it. So if you wanted to give this whole pay-per-view a rating, what would you give it? <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Perfect, was great. perfect writing. Um, out of out of a ten, I give it. A, I give it a nine. Yeah, uh, you know what? I give it a nine as well too. I yeah. think the best um, pay per views I've seen this year. Um, you weren't around for the last one, which was the the Great Balls of Fire one yeah. that me and Lou saw. But I think I give this one a little bit more than that. I think this one was better than Great Balls of Fire. I think every match was on point, even though there was a couple of hiccups here and there. Every match had its own slot. Every match was crisp. And you know what? There wasn't any unnecessary matches. That's what was perfect about Everything it. Everything was, was there. Was it was there. Just, Needed. It was just, yeah. It's so simple. It had a good, it had a good flow. The it's book, the so booking, simple. The booking was what made it good. Because I, I honestly like watch wrestling like, part-time. And usually when I'm watching it, I'm like, man, is there, is there still more fighting to, to watch? But this one just kind of, we're like, oh, is it done already? Like, yeah, oh, this, we were good. This, this if, was pretty good. And we were like, oh, this match was good. That match was good. All right, maybe kind of a pee break, but I kind of yeah. want to come back and see what's happening now. Yeah. That's what wrestling should make you feel like. Yeah. You should feel like you're, you're considering taking a pee break. So I give this match a 9 as well, too. Yeah, during the main thing. Just like that. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for us right about now. We enjoyed this. We enjoy what we're doing right about now. You want to do any plugs, Ken? Uh, man, uh, look forward to us doing uh, this week. We're not sure if uh, what we're going to pick for Netflix, but um, we're going to look at it. If you have any movies you want us to watch Please, or, uh, yes. or Netflix or any TV shows to review, we love doing those things. Uh, let us know. You know what we'll do? We'll do a poll. We'll, do, we'll get some random movies. Yeah. Hit we'll, us up, man. Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. If you, if you want to get on our Facebook page, hit us up. Sideroom Podcast. We'll definitely try to put you on there in that group, get you into our little community. Um yeah, we usually put a lot of stuff on there. We have sports, we have movies. We we're gonna do the games. It's just right now. There's just so much going on. We're trying to get the YouTube situation together, and we just gotta get it's just scheduling, timing, and scheduling to get everybody. We miss our boy Lou. He's not on here right now, but um, definitely, man, get 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 out get out there and get on us and just to, to tell us what you want. If we need to do more content, more frequent content, we'll get that on there for Please you. Please do. Yeah, we are at um, gmail.com at the side room podcast, Facebook at the side room podcast, Twitter at the side room podcast as well too. We're yeah, also we, on iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes now. That's big for us. iTunes. Yeah, okay. So rate and review us, please. Subscribe. Subscribe, rate, review. Let the motherfuckers know that we mean business cuz you know what? There ain't no other podcast like us. Exactly. Nope. 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 Because of the old NFL stuff and what's going on in the NFL, everyone's catching feelings because all of a sudden now athletes have the ability to actually fight for injustice. You know, we shouldn't be doing that because you're an athlete. You know, you're stupid. You should just be playing sports and do whatever. Dance, Listen, dance. Never do I'm going to go in a little rant and just basically say everyone has the right to believe in what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the right to watch your sports. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you when you're watching your sports and the anthem comes up, if you're against people putting a knee, make sure you get your ass up. And stand up for the anthem when you're watching it at home, not just sitting down with some Cheetos. Mm -hmm. All right? And we out.